Hey, 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 welcome back to season three of Classic Movies Live. Our first, uh, this is this is our first season was on SoundCloud. Our second season was on Spotify. Our third season is also on Spotify. And uh, we, might, we might bring the first season back on Spotify just so that people can hear it. But uh, our first season started with an M. Night Shyamalan movie. We talked about Glass. But our third season... Uh, well, this is very fortuitous because earlier this year, M. Night Shyamalan asked everyone to imagine a beach that makes you old. And today we're going to talk about that movie, Old. Here's a... Uh, did this movie have a good soundtrack? I don't even remember. I'm just going to put on some like beach music for a minute. Here you go. Here's some beach music. Have fun, everyone. Welcome back to another season of Classic Movies Live. We're now on season three, kind of like, I mean, this is this is officially season three. Before the the last one, before this was technically season two, but I don't remember if we ever actually announced that. It was just sort of we moved over to Spotify. So, you know, since we're not putting all the old episodes up on Spotify at the time, it's just that's season two, baby. So now we're back for season wow. three. We're we're back in theaters. Well, we are, but. We go to theaters. I have been anyway. Pierre, uh, what was the first movie you saw in theaters after after you got back? Um, it. Mm, oh man, since I got back, it's actually a really good question. It might have been. It was Black Widow. Yeah. Nice. Pretty sure. I think for me it was. I think for me it was a Quiet Place too. Oh no, you're right. It was Quiet. Place. I'm stupid. Yeah, it was Quiet Place. Both too. of those are movies we're going to talk about this season. Probably not. Yes. We we sort of we sort of missed the window on those, so we might not talk about them for a full episode. But we do have an episode planned where we just sort of catch up. But this is not that episode because I noticed something, Pierre. Uh, I noticed that our first episode was on M Night Shyamalan's Glass. Do you remember that episode? Um. Yes, I do. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, I remember. Like, I can't go into too much history because I don't remember it too much. But like. My plan had originally been to like start, I don't, I don't know, like a couple of weeks after I pitched the idea to you and you're like, no, I'm going to glass this week. Let's talk about it. So <laughs> we did. I remember uh, you were really excited for that. I was very optimistic for it. And um, wow, was that ever not a classic? Yeah, I, I think, you know, we were really expecting, because uh, this was like, I guess, the potential M Night Renaissance, <laughs> and uh, I guess I think we were expecting it to last a, at least a little longer. Like I, I thought he was gonna go downhill again eventually. I think, but I thought it lasted a little longer than one movie. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if it lasted the full movie. 
What was the, yeah. what was his one before uh, before? Uh, oh, well, there split. was split. Split was like kind of when because the, there was the village which people thought was like like all right, um, which was like an improvement over you know some of his earlier movies like The Last Airbender. Um, I and mean, then, a high bar. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, they had what, what was next? Uh, and then Split, which was. Um, Kind Split of, is the one that I remember people being like, "This is really good." Yeah, it, it was. Uh, I think it had a lot of cool things going on. Like, it was kind of the the big debut, or, or one of the big movies that Anya Taylor Joy uh, starred in, and like uh, when she kind of, I guess, started rising up in the like she started in horror movies, right? And now, obviously, she she had the Queen's Gambit recently, which really put mm-hmm. her in the spotlight and. Uh, she's, this year, she's, she's going to be in Last Night in Soho. Yeah, so uh, she's she's going to see a lot of great roles in the future, um, which was well deserved. Yeah. It had uh, probably, possibly a career best performance by James McAvoy, which uh, you know he's a great actor, but like this was like there's there's not many roles where you're given this much potential, I guess, and he made the most of it. And, uh, yeah, he yeah. basically had to play like nine different roles, and he apparently pulled them all off really well. Is, am I remembering that right? Yeah, he, he really did. He, and maybe you could argue that that is what made the movie great, because <laughs> uh, it was very much in his hands, I guess, making sure that the movie uh, was going to be good. So yeah. I do have to say that from what I've seen of M. Night Shyamalan, uh, it really is a, a lot of like how good his movies are tend to be very dependent on the performance. Cause like, I think he's an all right director as far as like shot composition goes and making, you know, good looking, good looking movies. But he honestly, I kind of think that more often than not, he's a bit of an awful script writer. Cause like, um, you know, when you're saying with split, the thing that people really point a heap praise on in Split is James McAvoy's performance. I don't know that anyone is out here saying, you know, this is a horrible script, but people aren't like singling that out as the good part. Yeah. And with Glass 2, when we talked about it, um, I don't remember exactly what we said, but when I look back on it, like Bruce, Bruce Willis hasn't been doing good acting for probably 20 years. But the other two are like fine. There's just it's they're not in interesting situations. But like Samuel L. Jackson is doing all right. He just has nothing to do. And James McAvoy is again probably the highlight of that of that movie. Well, yeah, I think like uh, I think his script writing was pretty good at the start. I mean, like The Sixth Sense. Did he write that script? Um, I, I feel like I, he I, did, I've always assumed so. I should look it up, but anyways, his a lot of his first movies, I, I think, had pretty solid scripts. Uh, same thing with Unbreakable, I thought was pretty interesting. Um, I th- I'd say the only issue is, I, it seems, I, I haven't seen many of his, like, post-Unbreakable movies, like, between, uh, like, there's, like, Signs and stuff, I haven't seen that. Um, but apparently, it sounds like he kind of became a victim of his own success in terms of needing to have a because he got known for the m night Shyamalan twist right and yeah once you're known for that it's and he kind of played into it a little too much and i feel like you know a movie um a movie that's uh uh, i guess made for a twist uh can kind of be disappointing because 
You know, mm. the movie itself has to be good, and then the twist is like the cherry on top, right? Which I think he did for his first movies for sure. Yeah, and like, I don't know. I I, I would say that every single one of his movies, the premise is at least interesting. I just mm. don't think that he's. I I, I don't know. I guess you've got a point with like the sixth sense had a good script from what I remember. I haven't seen it in a while. So I guess maybe the dialogue is bad, but I don't remember it being bad. Mm. Um, but yeah, well, I was, what was I going to say? I guess he's, he just doesn't have like the greatest track record as far as writing goes, but he's always got interesting premises and like, I don't know. I have enough that I can say good, like I have enough good to say about him. Although I don't think he's that overall. God, what was the, there's a quote that like, I was talking to some friends about this a while back and uh, someone said, um, someone said uh, M night Shyamalan, his art was largely middling, but we respect the vision. Yeah, yeah, like the ambition maybe and stuff. Which mm-hmm. I've I've felt this way about certain directors, like like maybe Zack Snyder. I can understand that. Um, I still don't like. <laughs> I still I still don't really respect them, but like I can understand why someone would respect them. Um, yeah, yeah. Which that makes sense, but yeah, I uh, this is his latest movie, Old, which came out. Yeah. I think it was supposed to come out last year, probably right, and then. Talking about, uh, yeah, I was going to say, talking about um, interesting premises, Pierre, what would you do if there was a beach that made you old? Okay, well, when you say it like that, it sounds <laughs> really bad. <laughs> and I hope, and honest, actually, maybe M. Night actually pitched it like that. Who knows? Well, um, this is based on a graphic novel, so M. Night probably didn't have to pitch it. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that helps a lot. Uh, he did write the script, though, but... Um, yeah. Oh, you can but, tell he wrote the script. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what, do you want to... Or do you want to get into the plot, or do you just want to leave it at that? Because that, that is basically it, almost. So, I mean, the plot of this is that a bunch of people who are sick... Is that a spoiler? Too late, mm. anyway. A bunch of people who are sick go to a resort... And, like, it's not clear that they're sick right away, so that's why I said it's a spoiler. Anyway, yeah. they go to a beach that makes them old. Uh, that's that's the plot of the movie. There you go. And, okay, I know it sounds like we're trying not to spoil anything, but that basically really is it. I mean, there's, like, kind of an explanation at the end, but um, the movie is very, very... It's like The Green Knight. It's very straightforward. But it also feels like it's kind of not really going anywhere because there's like no end game, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, we're we're trying to. I guess we want to stay stuck on the positives. So Jeff, do you have any positive things to say about old before we, I don't know, delve deeper into what we don't like about it? So I think that like um, me saying this is gonna fit more in the bad than in the good. Mm-hmm. But this is the funniest movie I've seen in theaters <laughs> this year. By a long shot. This movie was hilarious. Uh, me and my buddy who went to, like, I went to go see it with some friends. And um, when we were in the theater, uh, like, there's a point in this movie uh, where they introduce one of the characters who is a rapper named Mid-Sized Sedan. And, like, we were laughing about that for three days. 
that was this, is, this movie is hilarious that was actually kind of a funny name like honestly because you know there's some pretty whack rapper names um so it's honestly kind of believable even but yeah it's not it's, like lil anything it's not big anything it's yeah. mid-sized sedan <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's 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 surprising it works and it's hilarious um which is kind of it is kind of odd though and what is not supposed it like i think that's like probably feels like the only joke in this entire movie um and it was probably un- it might have been unintentional who knows but yeah um also i guess like what i'll say about the good is i think that some i think the performances in this movie were legitimately excellent uh i think they were hampered by having only bullshit to work from Mm. But I thought they were really good. Like Eliza Scanlon is in this movie as a, so Eliza Scanlon, if you know who that is, is like probably about 20 years old. Maybe she's our age anyway. Uh, She plays a four-year-old who just rapidly ages up. Um, What's his name? Uh, Why am I missing? Alex Wolf is in this and like, he's mostly pretty good. Uh, The rest of the, uh, Rufus Sewell is a real standout. Other than that, like all the rest of the performances, there isn't a single performance in this that I think is explicitly bad. Uh, I don't think they're all like Oscar worthy or anything, mm-hmm. but like all of them are pr- are good at least. And mostly, and the thing is that every single performance suffers from having just an incredibly bad script. So when yeah. I say this is the funniest movie I've seen <laughs> all year, I do not think that's intentional. Yeah uh yeah i okay i'd say that um yeah it was it was funny i guess in some ways uh i i guess like i i don't know if i agree about the acting um shit i i'm actually trying to think about what i liked uh there were some cool like i i thought sometimes the um m night was decent at building tension in some ways uh i don't necessarily think the tension was resolved in a interesting way like ever but it was kind of cool um and i think the premise is interesting and he he showed a surprising amount of restraint i guess in terms of uh what what he could have done with this like because i i've read about uh like the actual graphic novel right um mm-hmm. and it's a lot more apparently like philosophical and uh uh, I think if it was a pure adaptation, I wouldn't have liked it as much, but he changed a couple things that I think improved its ability to be a, uh, a movie that a wider audience could watch, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, I get what you're saying. Uh, personally, I think I, based on what I have heard about the graphic novel, I feel like I personally would have liked that version more, but mm-hmm. that wouldn't have been as, like, that that would have been harder to execute well for sure and definitely would not have had any mass appeal yeah yeah i okay i think we're thinking about the same thing um yeah and then uh what oh i i guess i i'll commend him for keeping i'm looking at the budget the budget's really low because he he didn't have any uh big stars in this um and he didn't have uh i mean the, the set was really basic like there wasn't really much to do there so kept costs low and this movie will make money which is i guess what he wants so i will commend that and oh i guess like the i I will commend the themes as well i think i thought like the this is a very i guess bold um theme to tackle you know 
especially for like what's supposed to be a relatively big movie. Um, and I guess I commend that, uh, that aspect, even though, like you said, he did kind of tamper with, um, I guess the philosophies of it compared to the graphic novel to make it more acceptable. But it's, I, I still think it's a pretty bold topic to, to, to bring into a film like this. So yeah, that's, yeah those are my good I, I commend that, but to slip right on over to the bad, uh, I think he tackled those themes with uh, the grace and elegance of a uh, barnyard pig. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess, I guess if we want to talk about the, like, the theme is essentially, obviously, you know, these people are on a beach and they're, they're basically growing, growing old. Like they're, they're going through a lifetime of aging in about 48 hours, right? Or maybe less than that. I think it's like 20 hours. Might be 20 hours. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not even a full day. So that, uh, that, that's, I guess, so the, the movie tackles themes like, you know, like the mean, I, I guess it kind of touches on like, you know, the meaning of life, uh, maturity, um, puberty, uh, parenthood, you know, and life, um, you know, literally life going by very quickly. Cause like yeah. some of the people, some of them, they get to the beach when they get to the beach, it's, uh, they're, you know, four and six and 10. And then like at the end of the movie, they're like 50 and it's not even been a full day yet. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's, that's a very, uh, um, I don't know that, how do I say this? I, I appreciate that that's a topic they, they didn't really shy away too much from. You're right. It was pretty poorly handled. There was some, I mean, the dialogue didn't help. There was lots of, it was very heavy handed dialogue. Like, uh, it's like M night, it's like M night just got really bored with writing and he wanted to convey information as quickly as possible. So he, he, he made the characters just talk really literally and really stupidly. Like there's that, oh, yeah. <laughs> there's that scene where, uh, a, one character stabs another with a rusted knife, and she. This isn't. I don't think it's set up in advance either, right? Um, uh, barely. They say barely. very early on that there's rusty knives on oh. the on the sand. On the okay, beach. yeah, that's not. Um, but yeah, and then to I guess to make up for the lack of setup for that, she explains that I cut you. I think quite literally, she says something like, "I cut you with this rusted knife, and now you are going to die." very quickly or something like that it's it's right? she says i think rust and she says it's rust rust is like poison when it hits the blood yeah or something <laughs> yeah and because then because he doesn't trust us to know what tetanus is yeah so you know that that was uh interesting and that's just one of the many examples of of dialogue like that being used and that's in like a climactic scene too right like the movie was building yeah. up to this moment um, and she says something like that and it's just like very off, but I remember watching that. I'm like, like, why is she talking? Like, is something wrong with her? Why is she like talking like this? The uh, actress you're talking about, uh, Vicky creeps, mm -hmm. uh, she got, as far as I'm concerned, she got screwed over the most with this dialogue because her dialogue is so bad, so consistently bad, actually. Like, she's constantly doing stuff like that where she's explaining everything that's happening because M. Night doesn't think we will understand if she doesn't, I guess. Yeah. Um, at least, like, you know, like, for the climactic moment, at least maybe set up 
like I guess okay. Do 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 you think there needed to be a line that at least mentioned tetanus or something to maybe land that? Because I can understand where he's coming from. I feel like I feel like he just wrote the script in one draft and was like, shit, like. I don't mention Rust anywhere, and he didn't want to go back and edit anything, so he was just like, I'll just write it here, and then it'll so be like, okay. I actually, that, that one that you brought up, I think that's a pretty, I think that one's pretty poorly executed, but it is still, but it's not even, like, close to being the worst executed line in the movie, mm. or the worst executed plot point, so, like, it, it was it was fine, I guess. I feel like he could have set it up better. I don't personally know how I would have done it. So yeah. I'm willing to just accept that as kind of a dumb line that there was no way that he thought he could get around. Mm. Okay. That's cool. But I like, think like maybe just like her noticing a rusted blade in the sand and then like like the camera lingers on it for a sec or something and that like Yeah. That even even just that might have worked, honestly, but I think that there's, near the end, there's two Shyamalanian twists that are barely set up, and those ones, I think, are much worse offenders. Mm, yeah, the uh, ex- extremely exposition-heavy, I guess, kind of epilogue to the movie where they're explaining what happened on the island. Yeah. Uh, and very conveniently, <laughs> in, like, a really odd way. Um, so, yeah, there. I think... He might just be getting bored. I don't know. I feel like he just wanted to write something for fun. and Maybe. Uh, he like, and like, didn't care about the script. This movie is really, really fun. Yeah, like, I, I think, like, the... There's, there's a, he did a lot of interesting things with the concept, I guess, which were in the graphic novel. I wouldn't necessarily... Again, I don't think they were well done, but they're, like, there's that scene where... Uh, what was it? Like, I think the... Well, the the woman who was she had a calcium deficiency, right? Yeah. Uh, so and age she, made her really messed up because she didn't have calcium. Yeah. Over an extended period of time, so what her bones were like getting mangled or something. Yeah, she uh, she had to regularly praise Mister Skeletal, otherwise she uh, got uh, <laughs> yeah. her her bones got cracking. Yeah, which led to a haunting scene in the climax but was Which, executed kind of comedically in a weird way. Yeah, like, uh, I think yeah. that's this movie's, to me, biggest strength, but probably actually biggest flaw, is that all of the ways that the execution is flawed are just really, really hilarious. Because, yeah. like, that scene where she's... It's a scene where she's old and her bones don't work anymore. So she's like, but she's trying to like hunt down two of the other characters on the beach, but she keeps like hitting herself against the wall by accident. Every time she does that, a bone breaks, but then it heals really fast. So she like crumples up like a piece of paper and it's grotesque, but it's also really badly executed. So it's kind of funny. Yeah. I, I, especially because, like, that scene where the, the kid, like, cause she was like, turn off the light, because she didn't want them to see her, right? Because this character is very, uh, well, I mean, I think anyone would be very, uh, like, self-conscious about the way they looked at that point. But yeah. she was, her character was set up to be especially self-conscious. And uh, just the way, <laughs> I want to say she, like, she blows out their light or something, like, four times in a row, and they just keep <laughs> turning it on again. It was just like... <laughs> It's like, leave it off, dude. I don't know what you're trying to do here. Uh, so, yeah. 
I like that, and that's the problem is is like a lot of these because I wouldn't mind like a little. I think it like the idea of old of old with like the advanced aging could lead to some kind of funny, uh, you know, um, moments in the movie that could have been tackled a lot more naturally, right? Like mm-hmm. without a tonal shift or whatever. But these were like these were more like he was putting kind of comedically stupid scenes in like the climax of certain parts of the movie and uh it's like and also especially because it's it it's set up to be a very dark movie right so like just the tonal whiplash is like really really bad for the, any type of i guess resonance resonating themes that the movie's trying to show i feel like um when he wrote this uh, he has these characters and he knows these characters fairly well. And so he wrote a bunch of scenes for each of the characters of like, this is what'll happen when this character gets older. They'll yeah. do this. This is how they'll react. But like, he didn't spend enough time making it make sense how the characters would interact with each other. Like there's one char- one of the ch- children characters like grows up and experiences a pregnancy very quickly. And like, it's a scene he clearly wanted to shoot. It's a very cool scene. And like, if you're doing a scene, if you're doing a movie about a bunch of people growing up really fast, you kind of want to do a quick pregnancy like that. Yeah. The problem is the way that everyone reacts to it is like fine. It's natural enough, but it's not very interesting. And it makes the scene more funny than it, than it should be haunting. Yeah. And that's like, I, I I really think that there were some parts that were like like the I guess the general vibe and in some parts was like pretty pretty haunting like I did I did feel like some emotions leaving this like because it was disturbing in some aspects but like yeah I don't know there was lots of like especially the like none of the characters were set up really well there's that remember the kid at the start who he's like I I think M Night just wanted to like get a lot of like introductions done in a really easy way so he just had a kid who would like go up to people and be like what is your name what is your occupation (laughs) randomly right and he does it to like a lot of the uh people on the beach so that we can set up i guess what they're useful for and who they are really quickly yeah Um, so by the time we get to the beach we already know that one of them is a nurse and that one of them (laughs) is a psychiatrist because they've gone out and because some kid has gone around and asked them their name and occupation yeah and it's i mean like i guess i guess it's a kid so he can kind of get away with it right but it's still i guess knowing how movies like new movies are made it's just it feels like m nice just like like, oh, God, there's so many people here. How am I going to introduce them all and, and show what they're useful for? He's like, oh, I'll just get this kid to say some stupid dialogue. And it'll be believable because it's a kid, so it's okay. Um, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know. And especially, yeah. like, a lot of their occupations didn't end up meaning anything. Like, just the nurse and the doctor, right? And then everyone else was basically, like, like useless. The, the psychiatrist, uh, was she a psychiatrist? She was probably the worst movie psychiatrist I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. like, if I found, if if I were going to, if I were seeing a psychiatrist and it was her, I would find a different psych, oh, psychologist. If I was seeing a psychologist and it was her, mm. I would find a different psychologist. She seemed very bad at her job. Yeah. Same thing with, uh. I don't know how much faith I had in the doctor after he did that 
he did that. What was it like? A not a C. It was like he 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 did surgery on a woman with a tumor on the beach. That the tumor grew extremely quickly, and it was just like what? Like he he cut her open and he just like shoved his hands in there and, and took the tumor out and then he put it back and then he no he, he didn't threw put it, it away back. or whatever. No, he didn't put it back, but he threw it away and then she was fine. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess I guess he did his job properly, but also it was just a really weird scene to see, and like yeah. really, I don't know, hurt. Like it was it was hard to suspend my disbelief or my belief for uh, in in that sense because it was it was, it was kind of funny how ridiculously big that tumor was and how easily the woman recovered from it immediately. Um, well, even I mean, though she I had guess they set up years. <laughs> no, yeah, they set up the advanced like the the quickened thing but i don't know either way it, it it felt funny to watch if that makes sense even though it kind of yeah. makes sense yeah the i don't know i think like to sum up this movie just doesn't work the way it's supposed to and like it's not that it doesn't work at all as you said you came out of this having gotten something from it mm-hmm. i won't pretend i got nothing out of it mostly i thought this was just really funny but like it's not it's not the worst possible thing. I actually would put this as my second favorite M. Night Shyamalan movie of the ones I've seen. Wow, okay. I mean, it, it was I better than Glass. All the was... Yeah, absolutely. So, I'll admit you know, that I haven't seen, that. like, I haven't actually seen most of the ones that people consider good. So it's, yeah. my, second, it's my second favorite behind The Sixth Sense. I mm-hmm. still have to see Unbreakable and Split. So that would probably change it. But like, I didn't yeah. put this very high in my list of M night Shyamalan <laughs> movies. Cause I thought it was, in, I thought it was great. Not for, for the reasons he, you know, he probably intended, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's kind of everything you kind of added to the movie was, well, okay. Well, what do you think of that ending though? The, Cause you want to talk about that? We can do spoilers for a quick second. Here's, so if you've made it this far, I believe that so far we've been pretty much without spoilers. Uh, so if, if you do not agree, listener, I, I'm very sorry. Um, but anyway, the, uh, the ending. This is, this is where we're going to full-on go spoilers. There's spoilers from this part. So if you want to see old and you haven't yet, and you don't want spoilers, stop here. All right, Pierre, talk to us about the ending. Uh, so yeah, uh, I guess the main difference between this and the graphic novel from what I read was that in the end, the two characters that survived, because they were by far the youngest on the island, uh, they they are in the graphic novel. They just they just die. Uh, they kind of accept aging, and it's like a metaphor for life, you know, like not like not or letting go of control of your age or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they just die. And then um, or no, yeah. And then but then in the movie. They, uh, they end up escaping through, like, a coded message. And then we are given an extremely uh, on-the-nose, I guess, exposi- dump of exposition to explain what the island is, why it's there, why, the, why everyone was trapped there for whatever, for, I guess, and it was for medical reasons to test, to test uh, cures and stuff like that. Uh, and due to the advanced aging, it made it easier to test medicines over a short period of time or whatever or treatments um but yeah i don't know how uh i feel about that because i think the i think the original version 
uh, could have been cool, but I don't know if I would have liked it as much, um, if that makes sense. Because well, I actually really liked the the expedition exposition dump at the end. That was cool. I liked that a lot because like if you have access to a beach like that, and why not use it for medical testing? That's a really good use of it. As long as you're not, as long as you don't care about ethics, because everything they do on there is extremely illegal. But like, yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah. Uh, well, I, honestly, the reasoning was pretty legit. Like. I, it wasn't ethical at all, and it's a terrible thing to do. But if you are of a what of a utilitarian point of view, they are trying to save more, like thousands more people by sacrificing a few, which I think is a, a common theme for a lot of movies um, mm-hmm. with villains. But um, yeah, anyways, like yeah, I, I just think the exposition could have been done a little better. It was just very like, uh, I don't know, like. Like one character is conveniently in a position where he he explains how the entire project works in like mm-hmm. a couple minutes. Um, but yeah, like so, did, what, what did you think about this compared to the graphic novel ending, though? Well, I haven't seen the graphic novel. Oh, I well, okay. I haven't read the graphic. Sorry. Novel. Well, the I, graphic novel is just them dying, and like there's no, it's it's like yeah. I do not think that would have worked for this movie. Okay. Um, I would have liked to see that, but the entire movie would have had to be different, been different, like. If, if everyone dies on the beach, that's fine if it's, like, a very philosophical thing about, like, the meaning of life and it goes – and it's a really quiet movie that goes into all of that. Mm-hmm. This was not that, so I don't think that ending would have worked. That's fair. That's a good point, though. Like, uh, there was so many – I feel like he also avoided the themes a lot, if that makes sense. Like, there were there were some parts where, like, like the – one one of the couples, the main the main family, the mom and the dad are fighting, right? And it's like I think the mom mm-hmm. cheated on the dad, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. So and they kept talking about it on the beach, which is understandable. But it's like I don't know. When I was watching it, I was just like, "There's so many more important things you could be doing right now than like talking about like your your marriage or whatever." Um, Maybe it was for closure or something like that, but like it, it just felt like a lot of the people were taking it a lot more casually than well, like they could have been, and like that's why I felt like the movie was kind of going nowhere because there wasn't they weren't trying. Most of the movie was kind of dedicated to either personal issues or or trying to escape the beach, but we knew they were never going to escape the beach, uh, at least in my opinion, for the most part. Yeah, because... I think that actually might be. Yeah, that's sort of a weird thing about this movie because they set up early on that there's basically no way to escape the beach. M. Night Shyamalan changes his mind later on. Yeah, but like, through the magic uh, coral reef for some reason. They just <laughs> randomly bring up out of nowhere. That's yeah. the part that bothered me. Yeah. But like, um, early on, it's very clear that no one's leaving that beach. Mm. And like, if no one's leaving that beach then the movie can absolutely be a slower thing that really like takes its time with its themes. Mm-hmm. Um, but if everyone's going to, if they're all going to try and leave the beach anyway, then the whole movie has to be frantic. And in that case, like you it's going to be harder to pull off, you know, a bunch of people talking about marital strife because they're about to die soon. It's like, well, you, you do have more important things to worry about if the goal is to get off this beach. Yeah, and like people were actively trying to escape too, right? There was exactly there was that <laughs> the 
the guy who was a swimmer in high school or whatever, and and he's like, all right, I'm. It was like so set up for him to die. It was like so obvious. Did you notice too that the very first thing that midsize sedan tells them is that his girlfriend, who was like a champion swimmer, tried to like tried to swim out and didn't make it. Yeah, and then later on. <laughs> This random dude is just like, I was on the swim team in high school. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think you're better than this champion swimmer. Yeah. That was really, that was really weird. He, he seemed very confident that he could get out. And then, like, it was just, like, so obvious that he was going to show up later dead. Uh, yeah. There was that girl who was tried to climb after she had that baby. The baby thing was weird, too. That was kind of disturbing, actually. I, I don't know yeah, if you found bit, that yeah. funny, but, yeah, it was kind of well, weird, I found it- the the way that they ex- that's where the exposition hurt the most because that whole scene was very disturbing mm-hmm. but the characters dialogue through it undercut every part of that not so great yeah like uh, Eliza Scanlon was playing someone who is very clearly terrified more terrified than she's ever been in her entire life because mm-hmm. she's four and she doesn't even know how pregnancy happens let yeah. alone what she's going through right now so like. And then at the very, and then she's portraying that beautifully because she's an incredible actor. And then she just like randomly blurts out, I'm scared. And it's like, okay, well, I knew that. (laughs) And then the baby like comes out and then dies. And someone just says, it died from lack of attention. (laughs) And this happened in three seconds. So like, (laughs) I get it. But also it was way, way funnier than it was supposed to be. Yeah, but yeah, that like that concept of the like okay. Well, first of all, it was kind of weird that they, like, uh, like why why were the kids able to be alone for that long of a time too? If that makes sense, right? Because that did they? I don't know if they actually had sex or whatever. Oh, they did. They did. Oh, okay, but yeah, okay, that was kind of weird because it's essentially like a six year old and a four year old having sex, which was like kind of gross. But um, yeah, but also like the. Uh, like why why are you letting your kids out of your sight on this island, you know? Like they were just yeah. like at a, at the other side of the beach for no reason, conveniently together, and like why would their parents like not looking for them immediately, right? It was just very confusing. Um and I think that's, you know, it was that's what kind of made the movie a little more disjointed, but anyways, I am I'm I could rant on forever about what I didn't like. So I think like I, I think we've covered everything. What yeah. what what would you if you had to put a number on this bad boy? What would you say? Probably like a three. Uh, I wouldn't really recommend this to anyone because it's 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 either pretty depressing or it's just bad. You know. So um, yeah. And and it, it was to me it was uh, I thought the 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 themes were interesting but like it, it didn't really land anything and I didn't care about the characters or anything and the plot was bad and. Uh, so yeah, three, maybe, maybe even a two. Um, I don't, I maybe better than glass just because glass was like set up, had a lot more hype for it, but yeah. Mm -hmm. What about you? Um, I would, I would give it a two, but I would also say that I did really enjoy it. I think it is very bad. I would recommend it if you want like a good laugh. Cause this movie was, I found this movie really funny. And, like, I would absolutely recommend watching it with friends when Mm. it is easy to do so. Mm. Um, I wouldn't recommend paying money to go see it in a theater alone. But, like, it's really fun to go to with friends. So that's what I would say. Okay. 
Cool. Um, so <laughs> not next week for us, but next week for our listeners, we're going to talk about the Green Knight. Yes. Our first A24 so. movie of the year. Oh, I was going to say, I don't think it's our first A24 movie. But no, yeah, definitely. Of the year, maybe. Yeah, well, it depends on it depends on what you count as the year because Minari is A24, and we did do that in this oh, calendar true. year. Yeah, we did. You're right. Never mind. But it still counts because the year, as far as I'm concerned, doesn't really start until at least July. So, like, I think we're fine. Okay, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, Green Knight next week for our listeners. Uh, uh, Jeff? Do you have a last word for us? I uh, I, I wanna I just wanna pose a question to, oh, sure. to everyone. I wanna I wanna like make you think. So imagine yourself on a beach, but what if that beach made you old? 